This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome along to Betting Weekly. It's Tuesday. It's Game Bet Match. I'm delighted to say joining me, Nigel Seeley, to look ahead to the Australian Open men's quarterfinals and a semi-final. is senior tennis handicapper for Because We Win. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, how are you doing, mate? We we last spoke after Diminuar against Djokovic. Um, Didn't have the result we wanted there and we spoke in length about Novak Djokovic's injury and whether it was an injury, whether it wasn't an injury. Well, I was right to be suspicious, I think. I think we all were right to be suspicious. I mean, he's put us all away, hasn't he? <laughs> Not for the first again, time. Again, again. Well, yeah, I mean, the reason I took, obviously, the bet that I did, it was, there was there was a decent reasoning for it um, on the basis of what we saw from Novak Djokovic against Dimitrov, where he certainly seemed to be struggling to move to his right-hand side. But there was none of that, was there, against Dimitrov? And it, for, for, for Dimitrov to have had any chance, it needed to be obviously a subpar Djokovic. I was just taking a punt on it being subpar and Dimitrov running the legs off him over a very long match. But he was not only was he perfectly fit, but he played unbelievable, didn't he? You know, <laughs> came out of probably his best match of the year, best match for a little while. Um, yes, sometimes you can come up with these bets and they've got, they look pretty decent. And then it, it just, it all goes wrong, particularly if, you, if, if the bet involves an injury. If the, if the whole basis of your wager is is on someone being injured and then they turn up and they're absolutely fine, then you've got no chance, have you, really? Well, yeah, that's the danger, isn't it? I mean, the danger of looking at Djokovic. I, mean, I, I actually opposed him in the match against Dimitrov in play. I thought that he was, he was going to struggle. A few I people did. Him. A few people saw him and thought he's got no chance. But Yeah. And then Dimitrov had the set points, or virtual set points in the in the first set, pushed him all the, the three way. Three set points in the first set. Yeah. yeah. And that really changed the way that the, the game had gone. But, um, you know, lucky people were looking at the, the injuries and, and they they didn't believe it. And they took some decent prices about Djokovic. Djokovic went out to something like plus 250 in play, I think, during the um, yeah during the Dimitrov game and in the game before Dimitrov. I can't remember who played the French guy. But he. Uh, um, uh, Quacko, yeah. He, he, well, yeah. easy for you to say. That's why I didn't say it. But, I put uh, that one up on the internet because it is complicated, that one. Yeah. So um, if that's wrong, French people, please tell me. But that's that's what they say. Enzo Quacko. Well, Enzo Quacko, I think we were all quackers to think that he was not going to win that because everybody was taking the price. He got out to, like I say, plus, plus 250 to win the tournament then. And people were betting him. Uh, I, I rang a friend of mine up and said, "Listen, Djokovic." He said, "He said, oh, I've seen it all before with Djokovic." That was which the is mentality. What I said, which is the, what yeah, I said, but the, men- the I mentality st- of the best. I better, still wasn't it? sold, was I? Because I took Dimitrov at ten to one to to win the match. I thought, you know, maybe this time, maybe this time he's uh, he's not uh, exaggerating it. But, but it's really... who knows? I mean, he could he could come back in the next get in the match the, the, his next match against Rublev and and stretch out really far to his right hand side to his forehand side, and it it could you know it could go. Or the other side, whichever, um, and it could go. And then we're all talking about, oh, we've misjudged him. You know, he really was injured, all that sort of stuff. But it's it's very difficult to say, isn't it? We we, we really are guessing. 
Yeah, I mean, well, he's he's back to a sort of price that he should be now to win the men's Australian Open through to the quarterfinals where he plays Rublev, and he's now down to minus two twenty five favorite with Bet Rivers. Is something that you would probably you would be expecting him to see. Uh, let's have a look mm-hmm. at the outright market here now on the screen. Um, there they are. There the prices on the French Open minus two twenty five. You've got this now, haven't you? Well, no, you, you think you, you think I have, but uh, I've been practicing the last five minutes to make sure I've done that all right. But uh, I still haven't got it the knack of it. But anyway, we're great. It's, the first graphic's gone okay. Uh, Novak Djokovic is minus 225. Stefanos Tsitsipas has booked his place through to the semi-final with quite an impressive performance, plus 335. Karen Kachanov is plus 1,200. Andrei Rublev is 1,600. Tommy Paul and Ben Shelton, the two Americans left in the draw. One of them will be a semi-finalist. Tommy Paul is plus 2,800 and Ben Shelton, 6,600. Uh, the market throughout the tournament has been around Novak Djokovic. Mm. Uh, Novak Djokovic now has seen off most of his challenges. He's minus 225 to win his 10th Australian Open singles title. The question, and probably the question is from day one, would you be a, a better or would you be a fader of Novak Djokovic? That's really the question. That's how the tournament's been judged. Well, on it the, it, the it often is, isn't it? Mm. It often is. Either hit, uh, Djokovic or Nadal the other way in the French Open. It's, it, it generally is. Uh, you know, are they going to win or aren't they? And that, the, the simple answer is if, if Novak Djokovic plays the way he did against a Minor and he stays fit, then he'll win it. I think, I don't think there's much doubt about that. The, the doubt is, is, is he going to stay fit? I think that's the only real doubt to my mind, of whether Djokovic wins this trophy or not. It's as simple as that. Mm. All about fitness. I can't see any of these people winning. I, mean, I can't see Rublev beating him. Paul Shelton, Sitsipas, Kishanov. It just, it just doesn't look likely, does it? Sitsipas maybe could push him, and then maybe if they went to the latter stages, if maybe if it went to a fifth set, then maybe that injury would perhaps come into play again, and maybe that's that's one route for Sitsipas to win it. But it's very hard to see anybody else winning it. But you still Unless wouldn't... Djokovic is injured. Still wouldn't trust it to pass even against an injured Djokovic going into a fifth set, having well, the mental capability that's another question. to win a that's another major. Question. He was uh, very lucky against 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 um, Sinner actually. He was behind in all the stats, um, and Sinner just didn't convert on break points. I think it was something like he can, four out of twenty six break points. I think he took Sinner. It was something ridiculous like that. Fifteen percent. You know, if it had taken a you know thirty forty percent of those break points, it, it would have been very different. But it, the end of the day, tennis is about those big points, isn't it? Those big moments. Sitsipas handled it better than Sinner, and he's he's into a semi-final where he's got a, a very handy head-to-head over his opponent. Now let's have a look at the first. Always look at the quarterfinals. We've got two quarterfinals overnight this evening, which is Tuesday night. We have the All-American Clash that we've mentioned, and we have the game uh, involving uh, Rublev and Novak Djokovic. And these are the matches that we have there. Uh, there we go. So Tommy Paul is minus 275. Ben Shelton is plus 220 in the first All-American quarterfinal. Novak Djokovic, a very, very heavy favourite against Andrei Rublev, plus 460. We'll come on to the semifinals after this, Sean, but uh, let's concentrate on the two quarterfinals. Let's start with a, a more American affair. Tommy Paul, mm. you'd expect to be a favourite. Ben Shelton's been the surprise package throughout this tournament. He was the player that... Uh, uh, James Blake's told us to follow this year, and he's into the quarterfinals in, in his in a, in a Grand Slam a week later. He's after he said that, so that's a great pass, pass for James there. Um, what do you what have you make of these two players? What you've seen more more really Ben Shelton. We know a little bit about Tommy Paul. What do you made of Ben Shelton? Big big server, mm-hmm. he's, he, but he's played a lot of tennis, hasn't he? He has. He's obviously not proven over this this sort of distance uh, to coin a horse racing term. Uh, you know, five sets in his his last round. Very inexperienced. Uh, very raw, but his statistics, if you look at what he's done this season, it's very, very serve-oriented. 
Uh, it's almost like looking at the statistics of a John Isner. Uh, he's held serve 93% of the time so far, um, but he's only winning 31.5% of return points, which is Isner-esque, really. Maybe just a, a shade better than what Isner normally does, but it's it's not good on return. He's won 75, uh, 75% of his service points, which is which is big, which is very, very big, but only that 31.5% on return. So he, he, he tends to play an awful lot of tie breaks. I think he's played... Uh, 0.4 tiebreaks per set so far this season. I've actually taken a bet on this one. I've, I've taken a set one tiebreak for, for that reason, really. Uh, and also, I don't know whether you saw the Tommy Paul match against Jack Draper a few weeks ago in Adelaide. Similar sort of, similar sort of serves in it, left-handed, big left-handed server. And Tommy Paul was absolutely nowhere near him uh, that day. So, uh, Draper won in straight sets. Paul won, I think, 26% of return points. So he was absolutely nowhere near. And if he's if he, if he does that again against Shelton, then tie breaks look very likely uh, at the least. So I've, I've taken I've taken a set one tie break here uh, at Shelton uh, against Paul at um, three point seven five plus two seven five plus two seventy five. Not that's a decent price actually. You I mean you consider it? Also, you got to bear in mind that both of these are going to be quite nervous. Well, they're going to be very nervous first quarter final of a major, so they're going to be quite tentative in the it, first. So it, it, it could be a it really could be, tight first set. It could be Tommy Paul that's the more nervous. It, weirdly. Um, because you know, Shelton's very young, isn't he? Absolutely nothing to lose, you know, that that kind of confidence of of youth, so to speak. It, it could, and he didn't look, he didn't look phased at all, did he? When he beat Poppyrin, he had the whole crowd against him, wasn't bothered, went and beat him in straight sets. It, it could be the case that Paul's the more nervous, but you're right, there, there probably will be some nerves in play, which which adds to my feeling that a tight first set is likely. and I don't mind taking that price against someone in, in Shelton that's very, very serve orientated and doesn't do well on return. Yeah, like that play a lot. Tie break in the first set, Ben Shelton against Tommy Paul. Wouldn't be surprised to see the overs cash in the total games as well, which are pitched around about 39 and a half. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Similar yeah, sort no. of match to the um, Wolf one, wasn't it? Which it was a high line, but it, it came in. Yeah, that was 41 and a half. So this is pitched a little bit lower than them. But uh, obviously I can see people making the case, for, um, people betting the high volume on the betting Definitely. on the when you've, over. Yeah, when you've got a player like Shelton who holds so so much 93% of the time and doesn't break very much, it's it's a recipe for over games and, and, and tie breaks, isn't it? Now the next game, Sean, Dovet Djokovic against Andrei Rublev. Yes. Quite difficult to find an <laughs> angle here. I mean, you've got a very... Yeah, overwhelming oh, favour in Djokovic at yeah. minus six twenty five. Rublev has played well. I think he's, I, I'm I'm not a big Rublev fan, as you're aware, but I think he's served well. He's looked strong in this tournament. Plus four mm. sixty. Um, I don't think he's got the game to beat Novak Djokovic, even despite Novak Djokovic has a slight injury concern or has he got a slight injury? I, I don't know, but um, I don't think nobody knows. I don't think no, nobody knows. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody's going. to... I can't see many people rushing to take. The Russian here at plus four sixty. What, what what's your thoughts, if any, on this game, on this match, Rory? I think the statistics tell it tell a, a tale for Andre Rublev. Um, I've said it before numerous times. He just doesn't win enough points on second serve um, against, well, against anybody really. Is I think his statistics this season are. I think he's won about. I think they're the same this season as they are for this Australian Open. He, he's running at about forty eight percent second serve points. One, it's, it's just not enough. It's not enough. Djokovic is running at fifty-eight percent, which is which is decent. You know, that's a big gap, forty-eight percent to fifty-eight percent. Um, he just doesn't have the variety. Rublev, his second serves are very attackable. He doesn't he doesn't really come into the net very often. Um, 
too predictable. He, he can look good against against players that he that he can outmatch in terms of pace, uh, and he's good at what he does. And but you've also got to bear in mind he was extremely fortunate to beat uh, Olga Rune uh, in in the last in the last round. You know, Rune had numerous chances. He served for the match, had a match point. Uh, I think he was five two up in that set. It's certainly five nil up in the in the final set tiebreak. Rune just absolutely collapsed, which which. Maybe we'll come on to in a minute when we're talking about runes. We we did mention the stamina element about rune, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I certainly did when I, I said I wasn't convinced about him over five sets in the Australian heat, and he he was certainly suf- suffering against Rublev in that fifth set. So that's my only question mark about rune. But so Rublev, very very fortunate to get through. Doesn't win enough second serve points. Hard to make much of a case for him unless Djokovic is injured. And that's the big question mark. It's been a question mark right. since day one of this tournament. Uh, Novak Djokovic injury is the key. To your betting success or failure on this tournament, just a I little can bit. Chuck some more stats in there, actually. Yeah, just... just give me. I just give you a quick update because uh, we've done these graphics. And I'm looking at the Bet Rivers site now. The, some of the lines have changed. Actually, Tommy Paul okay. is now into minus two eighty six. Ben Shelton is plus two thirty. So the early money uh, and the early sort of skirmishes on, on the betting forays this morning has come for Tommy Paul and Novak Djokovic has even become a stronger favourite. Now he's minus six seventy with Andrei Rublev at plus 480. So there's money for the two favourites in the early uh, betting flores this morning uh, with Bet Rivers on Tuesday morning. The handicap for Ben Shelton and Tommy Paul is four and a half. Seems a little bit high to me. Plus four and a half start for uh, Ben Shelton. The, the line on the total games, as I said, is 39 and a half. If you're looking at the handicap in Novak Djokovic against Andrei Rublev, it's six and a half with Djokovic the favourite at minus 132. And the total games line here is pitched at 34 and a half. Shelton Paul have never met before. Nil-nil on the head-to-head. And Djokovic leads Rublev 2-1. But interestingly, Rublev's only win was in in Belgrade in Djokovic's uh, home tournament in Serbia last year when I think he... He did he, he wasn't COVID fit. or just he barely yeah. he barely played that that yeah, was a that was yeah, a comeback so, tournament for him, wasn't it, Djokovic? He was he was nowhere near. So no nowhere near. don't look tired of it. So Sean, go on tell the case. Any, anything you like on those props? I was just anything? gonna add up add in, should I say, just the, the I was expanding on the theme of Rublev's lack of second serve points. And in, in the two hardcore matches he's played against Djokovic, both of which I think were at the World World Tour Finals in Turin, he's only won thirty six thirty six percent and twenty nine percent of his second serve points against Djokovic, which tells you, it just tells you what you need to know, really. He just doesn't have the weaponry um, on that second serve. Uh, it's too attackable. He doesn't win enough points on it. And um, that's it in black and white, you know. That's it. And that's, why, that's why the, injured, that's why the not, money's come. Yeah. The other thing about Shelton, uh, he, he was a big drifter against Popperin, wasn't he? And he still won. So... I think he was, wasn't he, against Pop? Yeah, 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 definitely. He's, he, he went out mm. to plus one, I think plus 138, 139. Right around and he won that it in straight sets. Won it in straight sets. The only trouble is he's played two, some some big, long matches in, in the last round, especially. Tommy Paul was a little bit fresher. But I was quite impressed mm. with Tommy Paul against Batista Agut. And uh, obviously he's the... He's the you would expect player. Tommy to win. I mean, his, his stats are, are very good for this season. He's, he's running at 68.2% um, service points, one, and a very big 40.9% on return. So he's doing really well on return. But that said, he, he couldn't touch Jack Draper's serve in Adelaide. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to be probably betting the the parlay, which is Tommy Paul and Novak Djokovic. That plays minus 182. Uh, so that's really pretty much on the quarterfinals. The one bet from Sean here is Shelton and Paul, the first set to be a tie break at plus 275. 
me, I'd probably give Shelton a bit of a chance on the handicap plus four and a half with that fantastic serve he's got. It's going to be very, very hard to break. When you've got someone with a big serve and you bet them with a start on the handicap, you get a lot of seven sixes and seven fives going for you, which is what you need, really, if you're playing on the handicap. And, you know, he could, he could take a set off Tommy Paul there. So probably a small lean for me on Shelton but with a start on the handicap. But Novak Djokovic, Rublev, it's going to be very, very hard for Rublev to get anything from that. The semi-final, uh, which is in two days' time, they'll be on Thursday, wouldn't it? Thursday. Uh, Stefanos yeah. Tsitsipas has booked his way through uh, to the semi-final with a straight sets win over Lecheka. Karin Kachanov, Kachanov, he was a bit like, you know, he played well in the first set against Korda, but Korda got injured and obviously he got through. Uh, with as Korda. we said, stamina was the problem with Korda. We, you know, I, I get some things right occasionally. And, uh yeah. Yeah, I, thought... I was I was proved a little bit right about Rune and, and also Corda that he's always got something wrong with him. Corda, bit like Sinner, there's always a problem. That, that's what puts me off backing him in these best of fives. I just think at some stage they're going to get injured, and that's that's what happened again to Corda. Indeed, wrist this time wasn't it? Yeah, and I suppose that I mean, a lot of people, you know, are watching the um, coming into tennis for the first time on these podcasts and watching the the, the tennis uh, the series on Netflix and things I don't see in these young kids coming through. They're all very, very talented, but they are injury prone. And when you think of the, the, the Djokovic of this world and the, the, the Dows, the recovery and Federer, that's why they're so dominant. And that's why they're so dominant. They've been around for years and years and years where they can come back from the injuries. Uh, not so much the case for this younger generation, this next gen. Mm, I mean, some of them are, are better than others. I mean, Sitsipas uh, was this time last year, he's was, he was coming back from uh, an el- was it elbow or wrist injury, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, you just have to, it's just knowledge, isn't it? You, you look at players, you see matches, you see them getting injured constantly and, it, and something just lodges in your mind, you know, I wouldn't trust him over five sets at a grand slam. And, you know, a few, a few players do spring to mind, Corder and, and Rune and Sinner are, th- are three of them that are still, for me, I've got quite a lot to prove in terms of their ability to go the distance uh, at, at majors. Mm, well, let's hope they can get their act together for the French Open and Australian Open because I'm onto with them. Well, it's not going to be as hot, is it? It's not going to be obviously nowhere no. near, unless it's, a, unless it's a freak weather um, front in Paris. It's not going to be anywhere near as hot, you wouldn't have thought. Not that it's been massively hot this this particular fortnight in uh, Australia, but you would think the cooler conditions would be would be of assistance to ruin there, yeah. Let's move on to the semi-final. Stefanos sits at minus 250. Karin Kachanov is plus 205. Kachanov, I think, has mm. been really, I've been really impressed with him. I think he's, you know, he, he looks aggressive. He looks back to the form that he showed four or five years ago. Um, I think he's going to really try to out-hit Sitsipas here. Sitsipas has temperament problems. But the, and I, I give him a bit of a chance here. I think he's got a, a lot better chance than the plus 205. But then you look at the head-to-head. And the head-to-head is very, very convincing in Sitsipas's case. 5-1 is it, I think, in the head-to-head. And the only time Kachanov... 5-0. Oh, I, I think the one win was an exhibition. Was an it? exhibition Boobies. match, yeah. So, yeah. so that is the reason why... Sits a pass is minus two fifty. But what if you've watched these two players this this last ten days? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's that much of a divide between them. That one should be minus two fifty and one should be plus two hundred five. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one, Sean. Yeah, I think it's. I think this is all about the head to head. Um, I think Kachanov is similar to Rublev. Um, he does catch the eye when he's when he's playing in a matchup that that suits him like Nishioka where he was just able to tee off won the first two sets six love six love if he can overpower you like he can overpower Nishioka then you're in trouble but he he doesn't again similar to Rublev the statistics aren't really there for him he's only won I think 51% of his 
uh, second serve points on hard courts at main level in the last 12 months. And that's very similar as well to what he's done this Australian Open. He's won 52% of his second serve points. It's not, it's not really enough. He can look very, very good in demolishing these these players, these Nishiokas, and um, he played well against Corder, and he also played well against TFO. But I just don't think there's enough layers in his game. He, he, he doesn't come to the net. He's very predictable um, at, at the very highest level. But at the highest level, I'm talking, you know, the Sitsipasis and the and the Djokovic's and and what have you. Um, just not convinced that he's he's, he's quite got that extra few percent he, he, I say he doesn't come to the net much he doesn't really vary it um and if you look at the stats against against Sitsipas, he's only won 60 percent of his service points and 31 percent of his return points against Sitsipas. although that said he has he has started well i think he's won the first set in two of the last three meetings um i would if i was betting i haven't really looked at it in 100 detail yet but i'd be i'd be inclined if i was going to back catch enough i think it would be for him to start well and maybe win the first set i'm not sure i see him winning over the best of five against against Sitsipas, who's held serve uh, 89% of the time against Kachanov, winning 79% of his first serve points. Kachanov's only won 68% of his first serve points, which which would perhaps come as a surprise to some people, given that he's such a big server, but hasn't really been a, effective against Sitsipas in this head-to-head so far. Mm, uh, the handicap here is minus four and a half games with uh, Sitsipas, the favourite, minus 107, minus 114 for Kachanov. And the total games are pitched at 39 and a half, uh, given the way that Sitsipas does tend to have a little bit of a concentration lap. And, you know, we know that Kishanov can hit winners for fun and blitz people off the court. Would you, if I, if I said to you, Sean, you've got to go over or under the games at 39 and a half, where would you be leaning? Leaning. 39 and a half. That is a tricky one. Well, that's what, um, that's what, that's what these these Rivers odds compilers do, Sean. They make it very tricky for us, so we have to make yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I'd be interested in that line. I think I, you I have might to, be... though. This is it. You have to have a bet. You have to have a lean. I have over to. under. What are you going to do? Yes. I, can I can I have a lean on a different bet, or does it have to be that one? Uh, well, I'll, I'll have a lean on that one. I go over <laughs> thirty nine and a half. You can have a lean on something else. My initial thoughts are that catching off might be reasonable value to win the first set, um, or sits past to win it three one. Those are the two that I'm kind of mulling over. Um, you know, we've only had the data through the last couple of hours. So I haven't really had a chance to look at it in full detail yet. But those are the two that I'm interested in. I'm not sure I see Kachanov winning three sets in this. I really don't. Well, that's quite good for my lean on the overs as well. If you're going to get him to win the third set, that's perfect. If you I think he's got a set in it. Because, I mean, Sitsipas hasn't been, he's not been blowing people away, has he? He's been, even when he's winning in The checker had jars today. A, yeah, the he did. break points today. Just yeah, he was, he had, he went nine out of five in the second uh, second mm-hmm. set, didn't he? Should have won that second set. Ended up losing it in a tiebreak. Um, I've said numerous times, Sitsipas needs to improve his return game. It's not it's not quite elite level. Um, and yeah, I can definitely see catching off winning the set. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. I was seeing winning three though. No, no, I don't think so. I th- but I, th- I do think he, I do think he's improved. I do think he's improved. I think he's gone forward in the last couple of years, and I think he is as as sort of he tends to show, doesn't he, in the he, big tournaments, not yeah. nowhere else. U.S. Open semi-final, final of the Olympics. Now semi-final here. Hmm? He's done nothing. He's not. It's not like he's been winning two fifties. I don't think he's won a tournament for numerous years. Uh, has he, Kashanov? He's made a couple of finals, but I don't think he's actually won a tournament since he beat Djokovic back in Paris. Has he? Which was about four years four ago. Years, yeah, four years back. Um, so he's, he's become to... one of those players that is just just shows up for the majors and the and and obviously the Olympics. 
Well, that's not bad. Keep showing up for these. Pick up. No, the it's chicks. not. It's just there's numerous players that you, no could, problem. you could sort of lump into that group. Kyrgios must be one of them. Kyrgios must be one of them. He just turns up when, when he's fit to the big ones. And... Yeah. Well, I didn't this one, did he? Well, no, but he wasn't fit. <laughs> so, well, is he ever fit? Is he fit yeah. for about three months a year, and that's about it? Uh, how would you sum up the Australian Open? We're coming towards the end. We've only got a couple more podcast before we do the last a couple more game better match before we do the the end of it. What what, what do you think? It's when we we're we're slightly behind on the season so far, minus three units here. Uh it's been I think a it's been a tough one a, to call. There's been a, a few weird results. Very hmm. weird. There always is that, that you know as I said at the very start, it it's it runs about 24, 23 percent underdog winners. But the ones that do occur, they're quite strange. Some of them are quite big prices like Things like Jeremy Shard, he's not he'd not lifted a racket for five hundred days, and he and he won his first round match against uh, Elahi Galan. Stuff like that, you just you can't make a reasonable case for that happening, can you? There's no one that likes backing underdogs more than me, but there's got to be some sort of basis behind it. Some of them, you just think, well, how has that happened? Like Shardy being one, not played for five hundred days, had COVID, had got hardly any cartilage left in his leg, and he still wins. We'll probably speak to you again a bit more about it before the end of the tournament. But just one question before we sign off for today. Mm. You're a tennis handicapper. You've done this for a long, long time. Usually you look at tournaments like this and you, you take out a couple of players and you think to yourself, they're not bad. You know, they're gonna, they're, I'm going to get them. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to bet them at a decent price in this tournament. I'm going to bet them not to win the tournament, but to people in, in match bets. Is there, is there a couple of players that you you were a bit surprised with in the, in the opening grand slam? You thought they could be a lot better than I suggested, or and there, or is there someone you think you know? Oh, I thought he'd be better than that. He's a fade next time around. Any any, any sort of angles that you, you any play, any takers you players you've taken out this week? Well, I think Lech is the, the, the standout player mm. for me. Um, last season, I was very happy to take him on in on quick services. Most of his best work had been done on clay, and then he went to the the next gen. Uh, in Milan at the end of last season and and that, he said that was his breakthrough really he said that, that was when I felt like I, I really belonged and then he played in United Cup and he said that really helped him as well so those those two um, experiences really boosted his confidence and you can see how well he's playing he was a little unlucky he obviously beat Felix beat Norrie he was a bit unlucky against Sitsipas should really have won at least a set uh, today so that improvement from a player who last season was not that great on hard courts. It, it didn't really look like he had the movement for it. Um, but he's, he's, he's improved out of sight. So he's he's one that is an obvious choice for, for sort of unsung player of the tournament, if you like. Well, yeah, there it is. So Lecheka is the takeout from the tournament. Not going to win it. We probably think he's going to be the nine-time champion. He's going to become the 10-time champion. Novak Djokovic, something that we probably would have expected at the beginning when it was minus money to win it. But uh, yeah. I think we're going to catch up one more time or maybe a couple of times before the end of the week uh, and talk through the tournament as we go on. But as we are now, quarterfinals tonight, the early money with Bet Rivers has come for the two favourites. No, money for Tommy Paul, money for Novak Djokovic. The parlay of the two favourites is very, very strong. But we've come from, from an alternative view. The bet from Sean today is the first set in the All-American clash between Shelton and Paul to go to a tiebreak, which is plus 275. So get that cashed and we're not going to be far off uh, level on the tournament and going into the final few days. Uh, remember, you can check out all the action uh, on the Tennis World on Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. Uh, I'm going to be on with James Blake tomorrow. Uh, Sean will be joining me on Thursday when we look ahead uh, to the semifinals in the men's draw as well. Uh, we'll look at the outright market as well. 
Uh, and we'll be back on Sunday where, well, we will we'll be back on Sunday because it's Davis Cup on Sunday, so we won't be back on Sunday. But also you can follow us on our YouTube channel. Please give us a subscribe there at the Bet Rivers Network. And you can also follow us on Twitter at our handle, our joint handle, at Because We Win, uh, where we share all the content on the European soccer as well on there, as well as all the other sports. There's no Premier League action this week. It's FA Cup, so it's going to be quite a, a quiet week for me. I've got no football, got no tennis from Sunday. You know, there's no action. What are you going to so do with yourself? I'll have to talk to the missus. I think I'll have to talk well, to soon her. enough we're gonna it's gonna be we're gonna be at tournaments, aren't we? Soon I'm going to Rotterdam and Marseille in February. I thought it was gonna be a song there. This could be Rotterdam nope. or Marseille. You're not gonna get me singing. You can get me do a few things on this podcast, but singing is definitely not. I'll working. have you singing by the end of the, end you the year. Certainly won't. I will have chance. you singing by the end of the year. If we hit an eighty to one winner again, you'll be singing. I'll make sure I of think it. I will. Right, that's been Game Better Match. Take care, everybody. Good luck with your wages. And in the All-American tie tonight, the men's quarterfinal, Shelton against Paul. Get those games over. We want a tie break in the first set. Good luck, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.